welcome back to the Mortgages, Money and More podcast. I'm Craig Skelton, Principal of CS Mortgage Solutions and CS Retirement Solutions. Episode number 13, and I welcome back Jason Murgatroyd. Hi, good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you as well. Thank you again for your time and your input on this uh, weekly podcast now. So how are you? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Obviously, uh, still managing to deal with all the craziness that's going on uh, in this world right now due to COVID. As we all are, as we are, yeah, yeah, I'm really, yeah, to be fair, I am really good. Uh, but like I say, dealing with the crazy world is uh, a bit of normality now, I think. I think that's where we're, where we're at. I'm really good, thank you, good, thank you. Today, we're talking about the exciting topic of divorce and financial planning and how a financial planner can help during a divorce. Is that what we're talking about, Jason? Is that what we're on today? Yeah, so life stages, this is uh, this is potentially one of them. So for some people, yeah, you never get married and uh, set out to uh, to get divorced at some point, do you? It's, uh, it's one of those things that, yeah, you probably were least expecting. Definitely. Do you think we'll see more of this once, once lockdown sort of, I know we're sort of in and out of lockdown at the minute, but do you think the sort of lockdown restrictions are... At this moment in time, as we record this, as we, I think we need to point out, as we record this, lockdown, the up and down yo-yo of lockdown is still going on with certain restrictions in certain areas and things like that. But do you think it's fair to say that there'll be a few more divorces going on after? Uh... It's a serious point, and I, yeah, I totally do think that we, we are going to see that, and especially that coupled with the fact that now things are very much different in terms of. The divorce and it's it's a lot quicker now to get a divorce so yeah i expect we could see off the back of people having to spend a lot of time together cooped up in the in the houses that to, yeah it'll be testing times for a lot of marriages when we talk about divorce i think the first thing that would enter people's heads is solicitors and not financial planners is that fair to say yeah, definitely. Solicitors is definitely up there with the, probably the first thing that they start to consider. And probably the second thing is costs. It can be very expensive, can't it? People tend to look at and talk to their financial planner once the or their financial advisor once they're like the divorce settlements agreed, done deal, it's all sort of like cemented and set in stone. And then they sort of then turn to the financial planner or the financial advisor to then look at help from there. But but why is that wrong? Why is it wrong to do that? Well, I suppose it's wrong in that it's all a bit, it's about being organized and it's about getting yourself organized. It's about getting yourself in the know about what's right and what's wrong in terms of divorce law. I mean, you don't even need to consult a solicitor. You know, you can go through this process off your own back, but probably wouldn't advise that given that when you start talking to specialists like solicitors, like financial advisors, then, you know, they're going to know a lot more detail around the laws and the benefits, the pros and the cons and such. So it's, it's about taking that advice as early as you possibly can and hand in hand with your solicitor should be your financial advisor. This obviously solicitor focuses on sort of what the processes and the paperwork of getting divorced. Where how does that differ from the way that you work within this sort of this process? Well, yeah. So I suppose your solicitor's dealing with the now, and ours is a combination of dealing with the now, but also dealing with the future, and as specifically in relation to you, and not necessarily the partner or the spouse that you're divorcing from. So. I think the difference is that we will be we'll be looking at it from wholly from your point of view and, and trying to manage that so that we help you create your, your new life off the back of it. Okay, this list is worrying about 
today and the now as you are, but then from your point of view, you're worrying about the now and today, but you're looking at this from a financial planner like yourself, is looking at this from a long-term perspective, not just decisions during the divorce, it's the decisions still the decisions during the divorce, but those decisions that you made during the divorce and how that's going to affect your long-term financial situation. Yeah, absolutely. Life's got to go on and we hope that you see that your life's going to improve beyond divorce. And that's what we're going to try and establish, that what are your new goals and aspirations um, going to be like? And then that's going to be the driving force for us then when we look at where you take yourself moving forward in terms of your financial planning. Okay, so when we look at things that are involved, let's look at, let's break it down a little bit and talk about things that are within the decisions to be made. So the first thing people are going to think about is matrimonial or the, the marital home. Is that fair to say? Probably second, I think, after children. Children are probably going to be your first consideration. Where are those kids going to be? Who are they going to be with? And I think that links in with the home. But obviously, yes, the home's the hub of this, really. And obviously, there are implications where you've got currently your joint ownership of that property. You're divorcing, so, you know, that ownership is going to have to, to change in some shape or form. And how does that, in terms of change, is that, because I'm guessing people's, especially like you said, going back to when you say there's children involved, when there is children involved, the gut reaction is always going to be to try and as much as possible to hang on to the matrimonial home. Is that right? Yeah, to give to, we've got to we've got to get the kids through this. These are harrowing times for all of us, but in particular, the effects can be huge for children. So, one of the things, obviously, that's going to I think going to help them through it is having that that security of the home that they've been used to. So, I think initially that's going to be a high priority to start negotiations on you know retaining the property that's been your home. The implications are going to be if that property is mortgaged, then there's going to be some massive changes in terms of the, the, the mortgage side of things. So that's, again, we're going to have to be carefully negotiated with, with your spouse. And then we're going to have to look at options moving forward as to things like remortgaging. And again, with remortgaging, that presents potentially other issues, mainly affordability. I think that's it. We're, we're sort of taking this down the, the route of just being very st- standard man wife or married couple and children whereas obviously there's a lot of people that still get involved with separation and financial planning when they're not married or when there's sort of children involved and I think just sometimes which which I see quite a bit is where you have to be it's not easy to do absolutely not but sometimes you have to be realistic in terms of what does make financial sense and what doesn't make financial sense so they say if if there is a We'll take it as just a couple and with no children and they've bought the house, they've saved for the deposit jointly, they've bought the house jointly and now the the separation is there. I think from like the, the starting point is... And it depends on people's situations. Is it a case of can either one of us take, it, take the, the property on ourselves? Yeah. That's it. The next one is like, do we want it? Well, do we need to or do we want to? Does one of you want to hang on to that? It might be full of memories that you no longer want to be reminded of and it might be an area that wasn't necessarily the ideal area for you, but it might have been for your partner at the time. It could have been work-related. There's lots of considerations to to take into account and one of them is, is is it first and foremost, is it the right thing for you to be considering to do? Yeah, definitely. I think you just need to try, and which is so difficult in a time of high emotion, high stress, try and take that emotion out of it to a certain extent and actually just think, does it make financial 
financial sense to do what I'm looking to do. And I think that's why it's important to sit down with a financial planner very early because for the best one in the world, you might not financially be able to keep that property on. So no matter how much you want to, and you'll know that from the start, then won't you? That you'll know that very early in the process that it's not. Yeah, if you're going to instruct your solicitor and yeah, you want, you're giving them the brief that I want to do everything to keep this property, then yeah, how do you know that's what you want to do if you've not considered the financial aspects of that and the affordability side of things? So you're right, it's a really good point. You know, get that advice with your financial advisor before you start making these decisions with your solicitor because once it starts getting legally binding then yeah there's no going back is there and i say i get that people if it is divorced with children involved they want to keep the matrimonial home but like i say it's not always financially viable and trying to look at it that if you do need to if you cannot keep hold of the matrimonial home it's, it's a fresh start for you it's a fresh start for the children it's a fresh start for all the parties involved and they will sort of see that from that point of view yeah there are lots of options in terms of the ownership of the property it doesn't have to be enforced that you've got to take that mortgage on yourself there are possible other options to consider where you may both still remain on the mortgage but i think what they generally try to try to create when you're looking at divorce is what they call a clean break so as you can imagine still having your ex-partner or spouse on the mortgage it's hardly a clean break is it generally not the sort of thing that they try to uh, try to encourage if you get me no definitely so that sort of we talked there briefly about the the matrimony home or the 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 home as an asset what sort of what other things do people need to consider yeah so hand in hand with and again when you're thinking about assets that the, there are matrimonial assets which the home is one of those there are also non-matrimonial assets as well which we'll come on to in a second but yeah matrimonial so you've got the home you've also got pension funds so you know how many people do you know craig that mister's worked all his life I'm, I'm sorry to be stereotypical but mister's worked all his life and he's worked for a good company he's got a great pension fund missus has been working part time looking after kids bringing them up and she's got no pension to speak of that's a huge huge area for consideration when you're looking at planning for divorce and, and as you can imagine there can be some significant amounts of monies that have built up in the in these pension funds so in addition to the pensions you've got savings again ices it can be deposit about accounts or if you're a regular saver again often these savings accounts are in joint names so you've got all these monies bulked together it's like what happens with those where do they go how are they split what the can you actually do that can you just take somebody's name off them or do they need to be considered differently do they need to go into separate investments different investments and again this is where your financial advisor is going to going to advise you on the right uh, course to take going back to sort of the pensions part of it you talked about there in terms of i think like I say it is important to get financial advice very early on in the process because it's not only it is about what happens to your pension and in this situation because you just have to again it's sort of there'd be a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to hear within this whole process. And there's a lot of things that either side of the party don't want to hear. But unfortunately, it's just time trying to have that realisation that that a pension is part of the assets. It is part of the, the divorce proceedings. And it's important to like to take into account sort of people protecting the, the pensions as part of the divorce settlement and things like that. But again, it always goes back to the the set the getting the financial advice from the start to make sure that your assets are 
sort of the solicitors looking after your assets are looking after your assets but then there's also from a financial planners financial advisors point of view as well that they sort of you're getting financial adverse early at that stages without making decisions without actually truly knowing the impact of what that's going to happen today and tomorrow and like you say you, you moved on to savings and investments absolutely right it's the same sort of thing that you need to from both parties point of view think about the savings and investments and what's going to happen and because with all those things if you're having to cash them in or get rid of them there's going to be penalties with that isn't there yeah potentially there are but yeah it's it's about making sure that your solicitor can detail it as to what needs to be done so whether it's a pension fund that needs to be split 50 50 but who's going to facilitate that what do you do with those 50 50 splits it's the actual facilitation of okay we've got this 50 percent share of this pot of money where does it go what do we do with it and again that's that's where we would step in so there's lots of calculations to be done and also lots of consideration in relation to where it's going to be best to potentially move that money to and that's where we come in where we look at pension reviewing and looking at placing those funds in, into funds that are going to do what you need them to do for the future. Okay. And is there anything else? So we've talked about the matrimonial home. We've talked about pen, we've talked about the children, pensions, savings and investments. Is there anything else that you as a financial planner would be looking to talk about your clients about during the, these sort of delicate times yeah and they are delicate times and and we've got a duty of care we potentially class somebody in this situation as as what we call a vulnerable client and that's somebody that we need to pay particular attention to one of the things one of the areas that we'd be looking at is are things like wills so a lot of people out there don't have wills and should have wills if you've got a will in place and you're going through a divorce then it's going to need changing so that's going to be a priority if you don't have a will guess what you're going to need to make one but really i think the focus of a lot of this is it's going to be looking beyond this divorce it's going to be looking at we need to think about a new life for you a new lifestyle your goals are going to change your aspirations will be different your dreams are going to be completely different it might be hard in the early days to even establish what some of these areas are going to look like in the future but that's where we will help you and that's where we'll get you to focus about getting yourself back on track going back to it is you're there for these people during these hard times and then you're there for them when the the good times as well but i think it's important that you are involved right from the start like you're saying get you back you've got to look at this as a which is very difficult people and it's like it's, it's hard when you're going through what you're going through thinking you're seeing it as a positive because generally speaking within any divorce is one person that wants that want the one person that wants this to happen and there's one person that isn't that doesn't want it to happen so it's not a it's not a some people and some of our clients will find it a lot easier to talk about the new and look at the future and get future plans in place and sit down with you and look at the plans of what they're looking to do. And then you've got ones that like, just don't want to look at the future, don't want to talk about it, don't want to look at anything beyond today, really, rather than not even worrying about tomorrow or further beyond that. But Emotional roller coaster, I would say. I've got clients and I've seen them go through hell through divorces and it's affected them long beyond that divorce taking place and it can be really hard but the ones I've seen that seem to struggle the most are the ones that that haven't taken any advice that that have literally gone it alone they've maybe relied upon friends and family but that clearly from my experience has not helped 
these people at all. So again, it just underpins what we're saying here is that you need to take that advice. You need to get your financial advisor on board along with your solicitor and accountants and whoever else you're going to need to call upon. But first and foremost, from an advisory point of view, your financial advisor will will lay it all out for you so that you'll understand what your next move needs to be. And yeah, just adding that value. I think it's just making sure you've got all your bases covered because I, I don't know about yourself but I always find that there's one thing like you made a point there about wills that's such an important thing that people will forget about and not through these stressful times and not even think about they say there's two things really one is have they got a will in the first place and then secondly if they haven't well you need to get one sorted out now especially that your circumstances have changed so much and then secondly if you have got a will already it needs to be reviewed because the last thing that you want to happen is your you made that will at that particular time with your wishes and, and what you wanted to happen to your estate during a divorce most of the time that is going to change that's going to be a different opinion now it's a different it's going to be very different in terms of it and if you don't update that and if you don't review it unfortunately you're not going to be here to see the consequences of that however your something that's been agreed in the past will be then carried out because that's your circumstances. Is that fair to say? You're right, Craig. Making a will is one of those things that you don't kind of wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to get that will sorted out today. It's just not something that you do, is it? I think, again, if you think about, you know, we've spoken about clients with children and we've spoken about clients without children. It's definitely important for both, but it's it's significantly more important for for someone who does have children to be looking at will provision because obviously once this divorce is taking place, there's just, there's you and there's your children and and that's your unit. Chances are the beneficiaries of of your will are going to be those children. And yeah, you've got to make sure that your wishes are going to be carried out god forbid if you're not going to be around and the implications of not having a will in place are, yeah are unthinkable you know if, if you can't spare a few minutes to think about what would be the situation if then you really need to just take a deep breath and take that time out to consider the the implications of not having a will and yeah it's it's vitally important that you look into that and th- things like that we don't talk we do talk about but clients i think about so i think like the existing protection policies so the life cover and critical illness cover and things like that particularly the life ones is where that like if they might be placed in trust they might be so you've got to make sure that those are included as part of what your wishes of what you want to happen because you could have a policy that if you don't keep it updated then could end up in the wrong hands yeah so mm. to speak and i'm using the wrong hands in a very loose term but like you could they could end up in the wrong hands with the wrong people that you didn't want to have you wouldn't want that money to go to rather than the people that you do so again it's important that you're sitting down with your financial planner you're going to review the protection policies and things like that as well that clients have got in place to make sure they're suitable and fit for purpose of what they took the policy out for in the first place yeah fantastic point and you think over time you do accumulate insurance policies you in- accumulate bank accounts savings accounts all sorts of joint things that you've done together over, over your life together but you're right a lot of these things now totally and utterly if you don't do anything about it the implications are significant and yeah we, you've got to review everything and as a, from a financial advisor's point of view that we start at the very beginning we get all the information we want to know everything we possibly can and we want to just extract all that information and then just really start with an analysis and yeah just make sure that off the back of that we then come out with a with a plan that's going to detail everything that needs to be changed and yeah all involves an awful lot of work and time i must add if you don't do this 
then, as I said, the implications are significant. Yeah, like I say, it's a bit of pain, but obviously it is the right thing to do and that the taking the time, making the time and effort to do this is is important, really. Okay. Anything else to add? Not really, other than the, yeah, the fact that, as we say, it's, it's, I think we, we will see probably an increase in these type of situations with uh, COVID and people being locked down and spending an awful lot of time together. Yeah, I think underpinning this whole podcast today is really that again as usual you know you, you need to speak to your advisor certainly yeah, yeah. jason this to- they said that we couldn't talk about the exciting topic of divorce and financial planning for more than 20 minutes and we've made that we have made it we have gone past that thing and to be fair there's still a bit more that we can cover however i think we've talked enough about the uh, divorce and financial planning for one day yeah my fear is after it's been edited there might only be five minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's more than that i'm sure there's more than that jason Thank you again so much for just taking the time and being part of this podcast and your regular spot now on this particular podcast. So thank you very much. Uh, next time, my guests will be Matt Taylor and we're talking about buy to let mortgages. And thank you for listening. <laughs>